You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on the Cooligans, we are talking about a, a sad story uh, for Alexis's dear, dear club Arsenal. We try to figure out what happened to Gunnar Sorens, what is going on, what are Arsenal thinking, how can the club move forward after making such a crazy, crazy decision, and we talk a little bit about the Women's Super League. That's right. Plus, we talked to Jason Davis. Talked to him about a lot. We talked about all his time on the radio. We talked about his uh, previous podcast, how he brought that previous podcast back. And I think he had a hair braiding blog at one point. We talked about <laughs> a lot of that and more today on the Cooligans. What's going on, guys? Ellie from Copper 90. You might not know who I am, but you've got nothing better to do. So watch the Soccer Cooligans talking all things football, politics, music, culture. Swipe up. Click the link. That'll do something. Do. That'll perfect. Do. Baby! I just, I'm bringing that, you know that 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 Brad Pitt gif of him doing this from I don't even know what movie. I think it's Meet Joe Black. I don't know, but I see you doing it, player. <laughs> you know what? It's working for me, bro. <laughs> okay, that's how you know this show is going to be exciting. Yeah, dude. Uh, uh, come on, huh? Let's go. Welcome to the Cooligans, everybody. Hello, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerrero. So you know right. that already. We are, we are your favorite stand-up. Co- well, then why say it, right? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even though Fubo asked us to introduce ourselves at the top of every show, we're going to say, no, they already no. know. <laughs> they know who we are. That's why they showed up. <laughs> uh, we are your favorite stand-up comedians. I host the Funniest Soccer Show on television. Uh-huh. And it also happens to be the gulliest, but you know that. Okay. You know, we should we should stop saying it. We could use this time for something productive. But soccer no. is fun, but you already know that. <laughs> okay. Boom. Show is over. Shut your TVs off. No. We're keep gully, it on. Soccer fun. <laughs> Goodbye. Have fun. Uh, no. We're excited about today's show because we're going to be joined by Jason Davis uh, of yeah. United states of soccer on sirius xm fc and, and we're making the- him take phone calls no, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay with the, the rowdiest and angriest people and you know what none of them agree with his opinion that's yeah. right well and since we don't have the ability to take phone calls on the show we just handed the angriest fans we could find his <laughs> phone number so we won't even hear what's being said on their end but exactly. i think it'll be fun <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if, uh, you know, and if he doesn't appreciate it, then maybe he's not really a, an American soccer supporter. You wow. know, you got to ask that question. It was a real shame. I knew you when you cared, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you deal with a little bit of harassment. That's how you know you're a soccer fan. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> uh, so hello, everyone. Yeah, let's uh, let's start today with, uh, I, I think, some disturbing news Sad coming news. from from North London. Okay. I mean, this is not what I would expect my favorite club to do. <laughs> this is, uh, you know, and I, we, we, you know, the, I, this is why I'm choosing to bring this story up because Alexis would not be able to get through it without tears, uh, you nah. know, dripping down his face. In fact, if you hear whimpering in the background, that's not nutmeg. That's me. <laughs> okay. I'm just not showing it on my face. I learned as a <laughs> child with no dad <laughs> how to hide the emotion, but sometimes the uh, the sounds still sneak out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just, uh, you know. It, it's a strange fart, but uh, that is <laughs> it is a whimper. Yeah, it's learned. Okay, it's a learned <laughs> technique. I'm not gonna lie to you. It took years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, but you yeah, have a, Arsenal. You have, a, you have more of a gastric emotions. You know. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know my my inner workings have become a, a significant part of this show. 
But let's let's look at transfer deadlines and just uh, the ability for Arsenal to make the signings that they did, right? You got to you got to rework the numbers, right? Maybe some mm-hmm. players, you get rid of some players, right? Maybe you 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 rework a couple contracts to see where the budget is. Not Arsenal, they got rid of a legend. <laughs> okay? Uh they, they, yeah, they have let go of Gunnarsaurus. This what? is this is insane because we also we also met Gunnarsaurus last summer. He's the homie. He's the homie's fan. They're, they're the homie. I don't know if it's <laughs> is two. Is it two yeah. people? I don't uh, know. They it's because I don't know. I'm not picking. Gunnosaurus oh yeah, yeah. Gender. You know yeah, what I mean? We have no idea. Okay, so uh, Gunnosaurus, uh, you know, found to be redundant. Right? That's what they say in England. It's re- which it's makes re- it worse. <laughs> Doesn't it, it sound worse? Is there another dinosaur that wants to support the club? You Imagine know I mean? we called layoffs. You trash. <laughs> redundant like ill son <laughs> yeah dude um yeah so yeah we we got to uh, hang out with with gunnosaurus and then he sort of hearing this news is really distressing right because the it's like the, hearing your friends getting a divorce yeah <laughs> yeah and then and then it's when you hear redundancy obviously so it's like a, a budgeting reasons obviously there's no fans in the stadium so you understand that like mascots probably aren't the biggest need right now put him on ice I mean? <laughs> yeah he's i would say of my entire life as an arsenal fan he is is a constant and it turns out it was the same dude inside the costume the entire time so was uh, was he getting paid more than Mesut Ozil is that why they had to let him go why yeah I think I was <laughs> how much watching... could he be how much could, could he have been paid that you that you couldn't you know put some money aside for this legend on transfer deadline I was watching Sky Sports which was being broadcast on Peacock so we get to see like the British you know uh, sports news and one of the guys was like oh what was he making 80,000 pounds a week and you needed that for Thomas Partey I was just (laughs) like you know what the guy's got a point how much was this dude making that you absolutely needed that you know what I mean it just it just seems so and I'm sure he was making quite a bit of money because he's been there for 27 years, right? So I'm sure, but you don't you don't necessarily need to do this. You don't need to get rid of a legend, someone who's been with the club, someone who every player that I can remember ever playing for the team has something positive to say about this guy, remembers <laughs> this dude. It's like you're going to get negative press, and the fact that they try to sneak it in on transfer deadline is just like – Damn, yo, it's like I love you guys, but y'all are doing some like with the uh, when they laid off a bunch of the staff and now this. Yeah. Gunnarsaurus, bro. Did it really it had to go that far? How's he gonna get another job? He's a dinosaur. <laughs> He's a dinosaur and he doesn't he doesn't have a change of clothing. No, you know what I mean? <laughs> he doesn't even have the arms to be able to take that's why he's always wearing an arsenal jersey. He okay, can't he even can't, reach the hat. He can't even apply for unemployment. His arms are so small. <laughs> Guy's got three fingers. He's mitt. He's a mitt, basically. <laughs> What are you gonna do? Oh man, just uh, disappointing, disappointing. I, uh, you know, hopefully this doesn't affect Arsenal negatively. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, in England could... they have like the job center where like you go and you apply and they'll find you a job, right? Yeah, I can picture a line of just a bunch of British people and then a dinosaur, <laughs> just a jersey but, like cut off of them. I mean, but we saw like you know with uh, jo- like Joel Embiid from the Sixers. Uh, the, well, there's not Meg. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Joel Embiid from the Sixers when he uh, when they like laid off a bunch of uh, uh, arena staff that he pay he used his own money to like pay. Uh, like I've I heard things like that. A lot of players are doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yo, Arsenal players couldn't 
pool a little bit of money for Gunnosaurus? Mesut Ozil said no to the pay cut, which is fine because he wanted to know he wanted to know more about where that money was going. I'm not going to sit here and tell people how to spend their money, but now's the time. Mesut, <laughs> now's the time to start exactly. spreading that love. <laughs> exactly. Uh, first off, I, I wanted to talk about this. Uh, this was a, a great story coming out of Manchester. Manchester United, not the men's team, because the the men's team, there's really no good news. Uh, horrific, it... <laughs> horrific uh, entry into the international break. <laughs> so at least the women's side is uh, bringing a little bit of uh, positivity. The, uh, the uh, uh, Kristen Press uh, and Tobin Heath, obviously new signings uh, for for the Red Devils. Uh, the but the cool thing is is that they they just uh, uh, put out a, a statement about the the shirt sales. The shirt sales for these two particular players uh, apparently have outsold any of those of the club's male players for the first three days after their signing. So which these- look. It sounds like we're, you know, jumping through hurdles to try to get to. But look, at at any point, like the way the, uh, you know, the English fans have traditionally treated the women's teams compared to the yeah. men's version of the clubs has been dramatically different. So the fact that this has happened, I think this just goes to show the continued excellence of the women's players as incredible players, but also as you need to get marketing pieces, bro. <laughs> like, if you have a brand, yeah. put it in the hand of a women's national team player. <laughs> yeah, What's this wrong is with you? this is uh this is a cool thing because we know that the like the 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 level and the quality of the the you know the FA you know women's super league is not probably is probably just a little bit beneath uh, NWSL, but the the advantage that that the women's super league has is the the giant brand names of these clubs yeah so if you bring high quality players you know rose lavelle to manchester city and sam mules as well to, to manchester city alex morgan to tottenham this is this is a big move to get the the to, to grow not only um the the, the quality of uh, of the game in that country but the, the the publicity the notoriety when you have these huge huge players you you the, the, these you know the, these huge players with these huge uh, brands and look it seems like it's a win-win so yeah, I hope that this leads to more interest in bringing uh you know star players to the, to the women's super league but my other concern is does this hurt the NWSL because of all this success for the women's no super because league? I just think it makes these names even bigger names internationally I think it's great to have a former Manchester United player now playing at Angel City or wherever you know what I mean yeah at Sky Blue I think it's only positive I think the more especially because it's like I know this is like sort of a secondary uh, uh, tournament that NWSL is having, but it also lets those players shine. Christy Mewis is destroying the competition um, Mm -hmm. for Houston Dash. Houston Dash is continuing to look good. So it's giving them opportunities. It's giving the national team players opportunities to play in Europe. It's giving them even bigger names. I mean, what are we talking about? This is amazing. Left and right. We need to get a Kooligans Gullia shirt on, uh, on Tobin Heath, apparently. <laughs> okay, well, we'll do everything in our power to make that happen. Uh, so, yeah, look, I, I think it's uh, it, it's definitely an exciting thing, especially when we know where uh, England is when it comes to, to, to women's football and anything that can help steer that in the right direction, is, you know, we're obviously fans of. Absolutely. You got to stick with us because coming up, we got Jason Davis, United Soccer, uh, United States of Soccer from Sirius 6 MFC. Stick around. 
Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to break it with a word from one of our sponsors, us, and us, technically the, you. <laughs> <laughs> the Cooligans uh, have now gotten into the mask game, okay? Right, we are big mask. That's the business we're in, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you want to get, obviously, everybody, you need a mask. Wear a damn mask uh, if you want to get over this dumb pandemic that is ruining all our lives uh right. but so we, we we decided you know what let's make one and i think it'll be kind of cool uh if it has the cooligans logo on it it also says stay safe and stay gully right on it you'll be the freshest gulliest mask wearer in uh in the world uh, everybody so sure- at, everybody at that wegmans or wherever you go in <laughs> as they're dragging some maskless karen out and you walk past them wearing this we'll be like whoa <laughs> yeah you're just like with your with your cool against mask you're just gonna be like couldn't be me okay? nah fam i'm staying gully and safe and here's the best part 100% of the proceeds is going to go to charity. We are, we are, uh, I guess, doing a collaboration with South Bronx United. Uh, they help the community in the South Bronx. They have a soccer academy. They do educational classes. They had a journalism class that uh, Christian and I spoke at, and they were like, who are these two? They're not journalists. We know more than them. And I'm like, yep. oh, the dar- these kids say the darndest <laughs> things. Uh, and also, they help out the community where they hand out masks. Uh, they, they do a lot of legal help for uh, a community that could use all of those things. And we absolutely love all those things. We grew up in similar communities, so we wanted to give back. So 100% of the proceeds of this mask goes to that. And in fact, Upper 90, who is teamed up with us and is making the mask, actually gave us an even better deal so we could give even more to charity. So exactly. this would mean a lot to us if you would purchase this. Even if you didn't need an extra mask, it's worth having one, especially one that's as gully as this. Exactly. So, you know, if you don't need one, give it to you. Give it to your child. Okay. Right. They, they could use a nice gully mask while they're Put one on your learning. puppy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so pick one up. You can, you can get them at soccercooligans.com they are from upper 90 they're a high quality mask they they they, you can wear them for a long time they're really comfortable uh highly recommend it even if you again even if you don't need one all the proceeds do go to charity uh so you'll you'll be supporting a very good cause in south bronx united uh so again go you can see the the description the link will be in the the description of this podcast episode uh or you can just go right to soccercooligans.com and the link will be there as well so pick up a mask today Hi, baby, and welcome back to the Cooligans Living Room FC. And I mean, this is what 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 an esteemed guest. Huh? Yeah, uh, long overdue. I mean, obviously a dear friend. We've had him on the podcast a whole bunch. Uh, but now not we want th- people to see his pretty face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the one rule we had. Yeah. And too <laughs> bad he didn't bring that one. But let me tell you, <laughs> this guy's absolutely amazing. You could hear him, I think, eight days a week on SiriusXMFC, uh, United States of Soccer, every single day. When you're sleeping, he's talking about soccer. <laughs> when you're awake, he's talking about soccer. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, put your hands together unless you're driving. For Jason Davis, everybody. Hello, hey Jason. What's up, man? Now, you know, doing the same. I'm glad I shaved today. You're like, people want to see my, I do radio. You can get this away is, with a lot of stuff when you do radio. Yeah. You this don't have to shaved? wear clothes. This yeah. is shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is this is a little trimmed up. Okay, this is tighter okay, okay. than than maybe it's been through parts of the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was I was letting it go wild, but we were still on TV. The network was like, "Could you do something about it? Could you try?" Oh, you know what? I want to start by wishing you uh, a happy belated birthday. Thank yeah, you. Man. I'm just Dude. aging into that uh, elite Italian defender territory at 41. <laughs> yeah. Perfect timing to be Dude, top yeah, of my you're... game. 
And you're PSG not going to want you to be goalkeeper. Did you hear? <laughs> yeah. You're not retiring for another six, seven years. Are you right. You're good to go. Uh, Jason, uh, you know what? Now that uh, uh, you, you had recently, yeah, you, it, it was your birthday. You posted a very, a very sweet, uh, just kind of, uh, you know, uh, being, being grateful of yeah. your time in, sure. in, in soccer and being able to basically live your dream. I think we're, we're both in kind of that, in, in that place where we're like, we get to talk about, uh, soccer and uh, we're part of the soccer media Illuminati. You know how yeah. it feels. It feels nice to be, yeah. be got one my card of you somewhere. Got my card somewhere. <laughs> we're the ones making all the decisions. People. It's true. <laughs> they don't know. Yeah. They don't even I'm, know. I'm no. so glad you tweet at us about <laughs> Tam and stuff because we're the ones who decide that. <laughs> well, I want to start there. Maybe like uh, reflecting and getting to be on TRSXM and getting to work in this uh, industry. Uh, what does it feel like so far? Like the, the fact that that you that you've made it this far and gotten to to, to live your dream. Uh, yeah. What, yeah. Talk about that, but on television instead yeah, okay. of just the Instagram post. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, for people who don't know, my story is that I started a blog and then somebody said, do a podcast. And I was like, okay. And I was terrible. I was, it was atrocious. It's, it exists on the internet. I won't tell you where to go find it, but I just like, I kept doing it. Like, that's basically what it was. And yeah, some people said, oh, you're pretty good. And now I get to talk about soccer for 15 hours a week on the radio. And I got a podcast I'm doing on the side yeah. and, and I still write in various places. So it's a hustle for sure. But yeah, I, I mean, to, to be able to do this, um, to be a guy who really didn't have a direction and a career in my mid-20s, to be here 10 years later or 12 years later, whatever it is, and, and be able to say that, uh, yeah, I, I, get, I get paid to talk about soccer, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. I don't take it for granted. I try not to take it for granted, even if, as you guys know, like, like Alexi just said, tweeted us about all this stuff that's happening in soccer like we have any control over it. People will, will come at you no matter what. So there's that, but it's, uh, it's so much fun. To, yeah. to do this it's kind of it's it's fun especially especially even we make those jokes about how people get mad at you on twitter all, all the time and but it's kind of great because you're one of the you're one of the first people like uh on who, who didn't who didn't play professionally yeah and then be a part of the soccer media that also people get mad at as much as former players. You know like what I mean? You're like, a GM <laughs> or something. It's really quite a You're just a regular dude well, that everybody. I, I, yeah, that's what it is, though, right? Because I'm a regular guy, and I think everybody can see themselves doing what I do. They go, oh, he's not. What, is he, what talent does he have? He just doesn't shut up. I could do right. that. We and call that get, the comedian conundrum, which is <laughs> yeah, that, guy's, that guy's just talking. That's right. That, that, that's yeah. oh, I, totally radio. Super easy, right? Three hours of radio solo. You could totally do see, it. Yeah. And they see you coming from a blog, which I, I don't know what it was about. Maybe creative hair braiding. And now look at you. You know what I mean? You're out here doing soccer talk. Right. Like I could do whatever I want. I mean, I would also say that all hair braiding is creative hair braiding. But that's just, this is true. That's true. You know what? Easy. I'm a purist, <laughs> I guess. Uh, uh, do you, you have a question, when, Alexis? Go for yes, it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, when, when you look at where when you started talking about soccer to where it is now, especially yeah. in the American landscape, we ask players a lot. We ask former players a lot. We ask coaches a lot from someone who just simply sat back and watched it and commentated on it. What, how does it feel to sort of have all the things to talk about now that are global and international and all this cool, like buzzworthy stuff happening 
in regards to American soccer. Well, I, the, the the world's gotten bigger for America. I mean, the world's gotten smaller because we can see everything happen around the world and we're all connected and all that. But I mean, like for American soccer, the the media, the blog sphere, whatever you want to, wherever words you want to use, just just our community, right? It used to be super tiny. It's why I was able to to get where I am. There weren't that many voices out there. So when I started yelling, people were like, oh, there's a new guy. Let's go listen to him for a little while. <laughs> and eventually got me on the radio and all that. Nowadays, I, things have changed and... It's it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing that all these bigger companies are taking an interest in soccer. I mean, obviously, let's thank Fubo TV for oh, signing the, the Cooligans up. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's great, right? Because because we've all done this thing where we've like in our houses put something on YouTube, and you know that was soccer media. Now it's right. not. Now we got fun shows like this and everything else. So that's good. Well, actually, we're in our homes. So no, I, I realize right that we're all being safe at home, and, and so we're reliving those days. But I'm, a, not... I'm in my bathroom, sitting on my toilet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pan down, right? Okay, we're good with only that. on the OnlyFans. Obviously, <laughs> okay, that's uh, that's uh, the the extra level on Fubo yeah. TV. You need to pay a little extra. <laughs> Um, so, but to have American soccer reach the point where these big companies are taking an interest and there's actually some sort of, I don't know, money's right word, but money sloshing around a bit on it and people are getting paid to talk about soccer. And we obviously have players now playing at the highest levels. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. If you remember the days when we were looking for like, oh, that guy's a dual national and he's 18 and he's playing in the Slovakian second division, sign him up for the national team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we're like, nah, Weston McKinney's at Juve and, you know, Reyna's <laughs> dropping three assists in the Bundesliga. And we got Christian Pulisic working people in the Premier League. That's so much different. That's so much better. Yeah, it's, the, it's even, so it's, it feels good because when we started five years ago, we were like, we think the men's national team could do something, and now <laughs> we're like, y'all, y'all better watch out. Well, you know but we, we just missed the World Cup, right? So that was like, that was like the oh. ultimate heartbreak. Like that's how, that's having the love of your life disappoint, leave you at the altar. Basically, we didn't even get there, right? Yeah. And now it's like, well, there's some, you know, they're back in our lives, and they got a makeover, and now it's like, okay, is, is this yeah. real? Like, can we get, can we get hopeful? Can we be I, excited, or should we like hold back and like, oh, I don't want to commit because I don't want to be let down. Or maybe yeah. what missing that World Cup? Maybe these things don't happen unless we miss that World Cup, right? Who knows? Uh, maybe it, 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 it's a it's it, it's sort of a uh, a a thing where like there's a, there's a new level of of, of not only appreciation, uh, but like, I, I almost I, I expectation. Look, there's two things. There's two things. It's almost like the if we miss the next World Cup, which would be just absolutely insane at this point with all yeah. these players in in these positions. Uh, but then on top of that, Concacaf changing all the rules to make yeah. sure that we definitely get there. Like there, there really <laughs> should be no damn excuse. Yeah, I mean you can't fire Sadio Galati twice, right? I mean, <laughs> even though technically he wasn't fired the first time. <laughs> But yeah, okay, okay. Jason no, so, didn't say anything when I said yeah. Sunil's name. I put that on record. <laughs> uh, Jason, we we saw uh, Serginho Dest uh, get his first minutes for Barcelona. Uh, this is pretty insane, right? That we have an American player uh, just uh, you know just right there at Barca. It, it's, yeah. it's pretty surreal. What has been the? What are your thoughts on it? And uh, you know, given the fact that a, a couple clubs were. Uh, fighting for him, right? Bayern and, and, and Barca. Uh, and also, like, a lot of the, you know, a lot of 
listeners of your show are, are you know, hardcore U.S. men's national team fans really focus and go to you for for that U.S. MNT news. Why, why have what's the temperature like on what the, the expectations are for Sergio Dest? Well, first of all, I can't believe the man they made the man juggle in the middle of of camp, the camp new and put him on blast. Like, you know, that's that's a lot to ask. a kid. I know there weren't like 100,000 people in the building or whatever, but that's a lot to ask the kid. I think even Neymar like, struggled with that. I do like that he refused to do it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so but, at the, at, you know, with the the move to Barcelona and him being American and an American international who's got I don't know how many caps he got, what, three, four, five caps. Like he hasn't. Okay. It's not like he's established or anything. You know, I do say that while I'm thrilled by this and it's fantastic and it definitely is a big deal to have an american player at barcelona you know he's not necessarily a reflection on american soccer's ability to make players because he comes out of the netherlands like that's where he was born and raised he's playing at ajax so if conrad de la fuente sometimes somehow becomes a barcelona starter that's going to say a lot more about american soccer's ability to make players uh, coming out of miami but i do think it's a big deal and obviously to have a player playing at that level who's a fullback because we've been fullback starved for the U S men's national team for most of our history, especially left back. I know he's not naturally a left back, but there's a possibility he could play there and you have some right back options. So I think that's incredible. I think that most people are kind of holding back on expectations, right? So this is kind of just like McKinney to Juve. It kind of feels like it might be a move too early possibly for, for this player. And so he's got to prove it. And While there is an opening at Barcelona because they've had so much turnover and they've got a new coach who does love him, it, it's it's kind of like, well, I don't want to get my hopes up on Sergio Des being a starter at Barcelona because Barcelona is going through a, a transitional period and he's only 19. And again, American soccer fans have this thing like, we can't fully believe and be hopeful because we've been let down before. Now, I don't know what you're talking about. By the way, this is Alexis from New York calling first time, long time. Uh, <laughs> I think you're terribly wrong about Sergio Des. <laughs> uh, when I look at something like this, it's like, I, okay, yeah, right. If you look up at his Wikipedia, it says he was born in the Netherlands. I have on good authority, he's from Bayonne, New Jersey. <laughs> he's got a very thick accent. Okay. But I think, I think in the past, I think of, you know, when you look at American stars in Europe, right? The first thing you think of in a previous era would be uh clint dempsey right yeah clint dempsey playing at fulham right it's got a couple minutes right got some burn at tottenham didn't go as well and you look at someone like michael bradley in in multiple places in italy but probably kievo was probably his best uh run i know roma he played pretty well but i don't know that he was his beloved there if you look at that Sergio des if at that era michael bradley or clint dempsey would have gone to real madrid or barcelona we would have had a parade. You oh, know absolutely, what I mean? yeah. So I think now, I think it actually says something that you could look at a move like Serginho Dest, who is still our first choice fullback. I mean, I know he's not established. He's a first choice oh, fullback. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You look at him going to Barcelona and go, ah, it's still not, <laughs> I'm not sure yet. It's like, what more do you want this guy to well, do? <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. I mean, the, remember when it was Dempsey might go to Liverpool? And Liverpool wasn't even what, they weren't close to what they are now. They were, they were kind of, and, we were, and we were like, oh, my God. Clint Dempsey might go to Liverpool. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to American soccer. Now it's like uh, Weston's at Juve and Dest is at Barcelona yeah. and Pulisic's at Chelsea. Oh, yawn, yawn, yawn. It's all old hat now. Yeah. Like we're just, <laughs> Landon, Donovan, we do. Landon Donovan got one USA, USA chant at alone at Everton. 
And we were freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. Pulisic no, goes for 72 million. And we're like, well, let's see if he gets minutes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. It, I, I, it, it's that balance, though. I think it's fascinating to see, like, we, we realize that these are things are, are big deals, but we also recognize that, like, nothing's guaranteed for the development of these players. And we've got enough examples of players who had all this potential who didn't become anything. And even if Dest is more established, and obviously McKenney has a bunch of Bundesliga appearances under his belt and, you know, all of that, we're still, you know, I still think it's reasonable to be like, okay, let's just wait and see a little bit. Yeah, yeah I, I still think... believe in Gideon Zalalem, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, hopefully he can be at, on the bench at NYCFC at some point. You know, like we're trying to get him to minutes. <laughs> yeah, we, were, we were all excited for Gideon Zalalem, who's now at the be- on the bench at NYCFC. Meanwhile, Giovanni Reina is getting compared to Zinedine Zidane. And I'm like, uh, can I be excited about What should I think about? How should I feel? Yeah, it, it, the the other thing that uh, it, it's starting to feel a little bit like this not a conspiracy or, or like but the 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 value of the American player that can play in Europe and is like not to dismiss or, or take anything away from any like a uh, Christian Pulisic or whatever but like there is something that says I I think with the way that a lot of these clubs are are struggling financially like let's bring an American player that can play, get some heat, get those American viewers. Like it feels like a part of a business plan more than just a a coaching strategy to bring in certain players. It's a demographic signing. (laughs) I think that's probably part of it. I mean, I talked about this a lot. I think specifically with McKenney at at Juve, I don't know about Dest at Barcelona. I mean, I think he was getting some heat as one of the best young fullback prospects in the world, even last year when he was breaking through at Ajax. So it wasn't crazy for him to be linked to Bayern or to Barcelona. But McKinney, that came out of nowhere, right? We, yeah, we thought, yeah. oh, Southampton would be lovely. That would be <laughs> a, a nice little test for him as he moves into the Premier League and just sits there in 10th place the whole year. When he got to Juve, the first, the first instinct is to say, oh, this is... It's about marketing. Remember they changed their shirts. They dropped the stripes. They went to the the dual color thing and everybody was freaking out. They changed the the badge and everybody's like, oh, is this about the American market? I think it's reasonable to think that they wanted some some heat, but it's not like Weston McKinney is making SportsCenter every day or like people. If you asked 100 people on the street in any major metropolitan city, they're going to they're going to go Weston who? Like, is he a TikTok star? Like, what does he do? I don't know who that is. So I, I don't know. That I know that's Alfonso still... Davies. That's Alfonso Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> it's still significant that he's getting minutes at Juve. You know what I mean? And oh, I just yeah. picture I picture Pirlo just like popping open another bottle of wine amongst a sea of empty bottles of wine. And he's like, bring me an American. <laughs> I'll fix it. You know? <laughs> like talking about soccer as much as we do, and you do it a lot more than we do just because of your schedule. Right. There's sort of like the magic of it kind of goes away because you learn a lot about the GMs and you start to see patterns <laughs> and things like that. Is yeah. there anything that still surprises you? Is there anything that still sort of grasps that childlike awe that you probably had when you first started your blog and you were trash at this, you said, but you got better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, you don't, no matter how many games you watch, no matter how much it becomes work. And sometimes I, I get like, Hey, how do I get into soccer media? And I'm like, well, you know, try really hard. And, uh, I don't know, eat your Wheaties or whatever it is. I, one thing I say is don't quit because everybody – I came from this generation of people who started blogs and many of them very talented. Some of them matriculated into soccer media and some of them just quit because it's hard, right? You're not making a bunch of money and you got a family to support and all these other things. For me, it was just not quitting that got me to this place. I was just too stubborn to say no. 
uh, to, to pretty much anything that I, that I could do. And, and you were like, I don't care about my family. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, that, okay, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, I'm teasing you. You have a very yeah, lovely well, family. No, I, uh, I, have a lov- you, I have a lovely family now. Yes, um, yes, yes. Back when I started, things were maybe a little different in my personal life. I don't want to get into yeah. it. It's, yeah. it's a whole thing. Okay? All good. We only have uh, so many segments. <laughs> but, but like I said, it becomes it, what I tell people is it becomes work. Like if you want to make sports your job, that's great. It's fun. It can be really cool. You get to see some amazing things. I mean, the the little bit of travel that uh, that I get to do in a given year, and obviously not in 2020, it's amazing to be on the field in Atlanta with 90 or 75,000 people, whatever it is, cheering for Atlanta United. That's not something I ever thought I would see in soccer or be broadcasting, you know, on on a radio uh, station. So that's amazing. But it is work. You know, I do 15 hours of, of radio a week and I get to the weekend and all these games are happening. And it's sometimes not all the time. Sometimes it's like, I don't really want to watch any soccer right now. I, <laughs> I need to go do something else. Like I need to I need to uh, de- detach myself. But if, if I do come back to it and I do like I watch a ton of games, what, what I'm you know, I'm still the, the guy. I'm still a little kid when it comes to like an, a, a Galasso, like an absolute killer goal. I still you know, I jump up. I, if I can see the pass before it happens, I love that. I love when you see a, a break, when you see a team building up, and you can see the run happening, and you go play, play it there, play it, play it there, and then that happens. That's that's still an amazing feeling. That I, that you know, no matter, I don't think it'll ever go away, no matter how much I talk about the sport. Yeah, I, I think I feel like it, it, it. I have a question in mind about just like like we we've uh, we hung out a whole bunch. We've we've uh, met your wife. Uh, you know, and and I, it's an interesting thing because you are definitely a person who probably consumes more soccer than most people in the country, right? Uh, as are we. We're watching a bunch of games and things like that. But then we're also with people who, like, with partners that don't really care about the sport at all, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, I, I, sometimes I think it's a it's a good thing, right? Yeah. Because we get to disconnect from right. uh, our our yeah. jobs uh, from for, for for a while. It would and, suck but, if my wife was like, "You think you think Melissa McKenney is gonna play?" I'm like, yeah, right? I can't talk to you about this too. My wife walks by yeah. the TV. She's like, "Let me guess, they're gonna." to kick the ball and she walks around I'm like I like that I need that in my life I've had a couple of moments where, where my wife has sat down with me it doesn't happen very often but occasionally she'll sit down with me and give it a like a, a try she'll give it like a go so who and she like she likes to guess the names of the teams based on like the three letters in the score bug on the Ooh, screen okay. she'd be like uh is that Seattle and I'm like yes and she's like Sounders, like very good point for you today. <laughs> she ding, remembered ding, ding. that. So. She gets up and walks away. She's like, "I did soccer today. We're good." Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. We're not so tough. Yeah. We don't talk about it uh, at all, almost at all, and I'm okay with that. She she supports me if I do need to dump something on her that's work related. She'll listen. She does. She's an engineer. Everything she does is straight over my head. But if she's like, <laughs> "Well, the TPS didn't X Y Z, and we had to go and redo the the parameters," I'm like, "Uh huh, uh huh. That's great." <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's like when I talk to my wife. I'm like, oh, I messed this joke up. I had this riff, but Christian asked a good question, so I couldn't get back to it. Blah blah. blah. And she's like, Yeah, I saved three people's lives today. I'm like, <laughs> Okay, I wasn't done with what I was talking about. Wow, but I guess- yes. But let us make this about you. Yeah. Your problems wow. are bigger than my problems. Fine. Wow, everyone, we have a hero. <laughs> 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 no man, it is uh, it, like I said, it, it is a um, uh, it, having that 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 peace of mind is, is kind of nice. Uh, I, I did want to talk because we uh, when we the last time we saw you was in um, I believe was it DC Baltimore. 
Oh, Baltimore, Baltimore. But before that, so we did a live show in the in at Audi Field. We did, uh, yeah. And and Ben Olsen was there, and there DC United players. But we should talk a little bit about DC United, given that you are uh, in such <laughs> close proximity. What yeah. is going on exactly with DC United? I know Ben Olsen been there a long time. Uh, are, you know, arguing with uh, with with the, the coach from Atlanta United, having the issue with Russell Knauss, not having a play. You know, subbing him in when he's not on the team sheet. Yeah. What? What is your response to what is happening at DC? Oh, I think I, I think this is a club that you know. Obviously, they had a really good period to start their life in Major League Soccer, and it, it, you know, I think that obviously the league passed them by, and it was partly their fault in terms of the on the field product, but partly not because they were stuck at RFK Stadium and getting that stadium built, getting out of field uh, field built in DC is like a minor miracle. Like no, it, it, you know, I know NYCFC is, is probably the toughest nut to crack when it comes to stadiums in major league soccer, but DC wasn't that far behind, to be honest with you. It took a long, long time. So when they finally got there, I just don't think that they've responded that well to what MLS has turned into while they were in a holding pattern, basically going, well, we can't spend any money. They're raccoons. We have to kill at RFK. <laughs> and the, the budget is all messed up. And now they have a, a, a general manager who's been there for the duration and they've got a coach who's a club legend. And I think it's always dangerous. This is why it's interesting at Chelsea and interesting at, at Juventus. When you hire a club legend and why Zinedine Zidane at Real Madrid being successful, I think, is a minor miracle, too. You are sort of putting yourself into a position where you're going to have to fire somebody everybody loved as a player when yeah. he doesn't get the job done. And is he going to come back? Like, he's going to come back for the for the uh, alumni events when you fired his ass in 2020? <laughs> like. <laughs> I think that's really, really hard, and I think that's the, the the position they put themselves in. And obviously, they've spent some money, but they definitely haven't spent wisely. And it's kind of just like a little bit here or there. And I just think the league has passed them by. They need a they need a change at the head coaching position. I don't think the excuses work for Ben Olsen anymore. And he's getting extra grumpy, like he's always been grumpy. Now he's extra grumpy, which I think is a bad sign about how that locker room has turned. Don't you think yeah. his legend is a little bit so beyond what the modern fan remembers that it's fine if he gets fired? I mean, it's not well, going to be great. That's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is that nobody remembers the, the generation of fans they have now don't remember that period. So, yeah, yeah. maybe you're maybe you're allowed to just fire him because he, he's not a club legend in a lot of people's minds. Or they, they don't remember that far back. But the other part of it is that. Um, because be, because this is all they know, you're also you've set the club up with this image of just being trash most of the time, you know. And yeah. I give him credit for sticking it out when it was really bad. And I know that's his loyalty to the club, and maybe that's why they want to reward him because he went through some terrible periods that really weren't necessarily his fault. They were also about the club not spending money and not really putting into it. But when your your only real decent period in the last ten years is when Rain, Wayne Rooney came for a couple months and like vacationed, that's not good. That's not a good yeah. look. Yeah, and, and I'm not like wishing he gets fired, but I, I'm just I just want to see Ben Olsen happy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> He's a painter. You? He should go home and paint. I think that's a thing he does. So <laughs> okay, maybe. You know, yeah, uh, we are still here with Jason Davis of United States of Soccer on Sirius XMFC, and of course, Best Soccer Show. Uh, Jason, I, I wanted to talk about something a little bit more serious uh, because you you recently had uh, Landon Donovan on your show mm -hmm. after the the issue uh, with the the, the racist incident uh, LA uh, against LA Galaxy. Uh, LA Galaxy 2, obviously, of, of uh, Landon, coach of San Diego Loyal. And this has been a, 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 um, a sad and, and kind of 
and also in, inspiring time, I think, in, in global soccer. To, you know, there's a, a, a professional team that uh, after these uh, 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 an incident with racism and homophobia directed towards uh, Colin Martin, uh, the midfielder for San Diego Loyal, um, they, they are forfeiting matches. They are not accepting... Uh, they are not accepting this in the game, right? Um, but that the the one uh, the, uh, against Phoenix was really uh, pretty incredible, uh, and we, we, you know, we uh, Alexa and I haven't spoken about this uh, uh, just uh, just yet, but I want to talk to you about it because the, I mean, it, it's it's pretty monumental for Landon Donovan to be such a leader and and mm-hmm. do this. But what was uh, after you spoke to him uh, uh, after the LA Galaxy two segment? Uh, what was the what was sort of the response and, you, and you, sort of your thoughts on on a team uh, making a decision like that? I think that you know the first thing that that comes up is like wow that's you know that's pretty serious that you're choosing to to leave points on the on the on the table, especially considering. I mean, if this was a team that was like in last place or had no hope of making the playoffs or had no chance of competing for a championship, you could say you could look at it with a cynical eye and go ah whatever it's not going to matter anyway. Nice for them to do that. But in this case, San Diego was right there. They were actually fighting with LA Galaxy 2 for a playoff spot in the way that the USL Championship is doing their their COVID-19 impacted season. So it meant something after that LA game for them to say, we don't want the point. And when I talked to Landon, obviously that's before what happened against Phoenix, he said, if we had known, if I had known exactly what went down in that game with with the racial abuse that happened in that match, we would have walked off the field right then. I, I, I wanted to to do that, uh, to send that message. And we just didn't handle it right. We felt some regret over how they handled the LA Galaxy 2 situation. So when when the thing happened with Colin Martin against Phoenix, I don't think there was any real question. I mean, they did give Phoenix an opportunity to sort of make it right in, in the with the idea of pulling off the player who was accused, who, who used the, the homophobic slur towards Colin Martin. They didn't want to do that. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of analysis and, and, and talk about how Phoenix handled it. Certainly their head coach didn't do a great job on the field. He kind of tried to minimize it. Uh, now he's stepped away from the team, but they're saying it's not in, it's not related to this or it's not related to the investigation, which I find to be unbelievable. But I mean, this is definitely, it's a, it's, it's a first, but it seems like the right thing to do. And I think it's hard for us before anything like this happens to go, well, if a team suffers this, they should definitely walk off the field. And we've, we've seen it in Italy, right? Mario Balotelli gets racially abused. His teammates refuse to support him. This is Landon Donovan as a leader and every single one of those players for San Diego Loyal saying, no, no, we're not, we're not going to go out like that. We're not going to let our, our teammate be treated this way and we're not going to stand for this in the game and we're going we're gonna to walk away to, make, to send a message and if we miss the playoffs, okay, we missed the playoffs, but this is more important. Yeah, yeah. That, that, like go, when, you look at it, when you look at a situation where the coach is the coach of Phoenix Rising, I can't remember his name, is saying, well, who cares? Come on, let it go. Like that kind of attitude, I don't think makes a change or at least gets the conversation going like what we're having. And when you look at sort of some of the protesting uh, for, you know, different uh, flags and, and different things in the league and MLS at that level the previous year and, and sort of the stances yeah. that MLS has sort of switched up and taken this, this is the opportunity for typically the fans are the ones to sort of make a make a claim and say no boom this is what we want this is the change we need 
I don't think I've ever recalled a time where I've seen a manager say, I'm not allowing this and sort of take take a stance of saying, we're gone. Keep the points. Who cares? We'll figure mm-hmm. it out on our own. And I think, it, I think it sends a strong message across the board. And hopefully it's something that the league itself says, all right, this isn't allowed. And it shouldn't have to be that teams are leaving points on the table. It shouldn't have to get to that point. Sure. I mean, um, my question for Jason is, do you think that all, all the leadership that Landon is showing will – allow people to forgive him for doing those uh, my other team is Mexico ads. Is that a possibility? <laughs> Do you think can they can they let it go uh, now? You know, I think San Diego has a interesting relationship, you know, with Tijuana right there across the border. Yeah. So they may be willing to let it go. Maybe that's why he's in San Diego. Just knows like these people are going to be more accommodating for my yeah. pro Mexico stances in the past. <laughs> or is Lance yeah. Donovan on his way to be the men's national team coach? <laughs> for Mexico? Oh, which one? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, what I think is interesting is that, you know, this is a first year team. They ha- this is an expansion team in, in the USL championship. So they don't have a track record. They don't have a history. Landon doesn't have one. This is his first job as a head coach. So him for him to take this stand now. And what I think it says is that Landon doesn't value like ambition over what's doing what's what doing the right thing. And the club clearly backs him up. I mean, that. That's sort of the big deal. He's a part owner. I know that's part of it too. Like, he, yeah. and he's Landon Donovan, right? He gets he has extra pull. Uh, but you know, it'd be very easy for him to be like, you know, okay, we're gonna make a statement after the game, and we're gonna condemn this, and we don't want Colin Martin to have to suffer this, or or um, uh, or our other players to have to go through this with the racial abuse as well. But also, we want to make the playoffs, and I want my resume to look good, and maybe one day I want to be a coach at MLS or whatever. He's not letting those things drive him, which is, says a lot about Landon Donovan. And I know there are some soccer people and soccer fans and sports people who say, well, what the hell? This is about winning. If you're not valuing winning over everything else, then what the hell are you doing here? It's going to be interesting to see how the loyal identity kind of evolves, because if they're a team that's willing to make these stands, that means winning's not everything. And sometimes, you know, while in, maybe in soccer, it's a little bit more appealing to the fan. Sometimes in sports, people will just drift away if, if you're not all about winning, if you're not showing that commitment, if you're not always talking about, well, we want to win every single trophy on, the, on, yeah. on offer, then they might not come with you. Yeah, and if the player itself said the, the slur was actually in Patois. It was like mm-hmm. it was a Jamaican slur. So when some of these players get brought in, they need to be told, like, yo, fam, we know. Yeah, <laughs> wait, yeah, yeah. We well, know what these things mean. It sounded it, – it, it reminded me of the Luis Suarez situation when he was at Liverpool, right? It, because he used a word that you guys know in Spanish that maybe doesn't have the same connotation as the, the close word in English, right? And I don't, I'm not letting Luis Suarez off the hook. He's got to know better – in that situation. And the same thing goes with Junior Fleming's of, of Phoenix Rising. You got to know better. And his denial afterwards, I think that part really bothered me. It's like, look, man, if you made a mistake and you, you culturally use something yeah. that you shouldn't have, just own, own up to it. Say, look, I, I use something. I, I let this come out of me because I was in the heat of the moment and I, I made a mistake. And then again, deal with that rather than sort of, well, I didn't do it. I don't know what you're talking about. When there are 20 people who were witnesses to it, it's... Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, you got yeah, I mean, look, I, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. I've been called that from time to time. <laughs> yeah, it, there's no real context where I'm like, I just sort of, you sort of just like, you, 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 you realize that you're getting bullied at that moment. It's nothing. Yeah. It's really nothing else. So, yeah, so. It, well, yeah. it's uh, yeah. I, I was, I was just gonna add, just like the the, the fact that uh that that landon is really showing this kind of leadership i I think it feels like the san diego loyal can become the fc saint Pauli of of 
American soccer. Like That's the, interesting. The, the fact that they are taking this stance could mean something more uh, than than like what you said than than just winning soccer games. And they're not in the top flight, which is just like St. Paul. We'll be back with more <laughs> right after this. Yeah, I mean, look, American soccer has carved out this niche where it's. Um, you know, these community clubs or clubs that are very responsive to their fans or feel like they're more connected. Detroit City FC just won the fall championship in Nisa. That's a club that, like, everybody can point to and say they don't have this big corporate mentality. It's not about profits or revenue over everything. They're not trying to squeeze. They're not calling their fans customers, right? They're not treating yeah, right. them like customers. This isn't just transactional. This is a spirit thing. And, and that's what sports is supposed to be. And I, I said a lot when we were going through the Save the Crew thing. That would bother me most because you could make the argument, oh, that's Anthony Precourt's team. He can do whatever he wants with it. He owns the team like it's his like it's his Prius. He can take it with him when he moves across the country. But that's not what sports are. Sports are supposed to be more of this social contract between us and the people that control the team. Yeah, you can technically move it if you want. But should you? No, probably not, because we we have a deeper passion and connection to this thing than we do to our sweet green down the street or the Dunkin Donuts around the corner. All right. Another fun the Cooligans in the books. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Jason Davis, uh, for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, Jason, is there anything you want to let people know about before we sign off? Well, definitely listen to the radio show. It's uh, 12 to 3 Eastern time, Sirius XM channel 157. That's the soccer channel, so it's all soccer. Just leave it there. Uh, you'll be better off for it. Um, we, I've also got the, the podcast, it's The Best Soccer Show. We just kind of came back under that name. I used to do that show um, a couple of years ago. We revived it. Uh, you can find it on any podcast uh, app or whatever, Apple Podcasts and all of that. Um, that's a really fun show. It happens twice a week. And uh, also, you know, follow me on on social media, Davis JSN, because there's too many Jason Davises in the world. So it's Davis mm. JSN, Twitter, yeah. Instagram. I think those are the two that I'm really on. And okay. remember, his podcast is just called the best. We're still the best. Show. And they just yeah, yeah. named it. That. <laughs> just, we gotta, you know, you, clarify. Hey, we, we went with that SEO gold back in the day. It paid off. Yeah, now you know, reclaim things. You know, I know you guys showed up. It's all good. We can share the spotlight. It's There's enough good. room for all of us. <laughs> uh, well, thank you again, uh, Jason. Everybody, make sure you follow and uh, and support the man. Uh, everybody, make sure you follow at Soccer Cooligans as well, at Fubo Sports, and subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the program. Uh, all right, everybody. So let us end the show the way we normally do. It's, it's, it's always an honor to have Jason on to be able to do this. So for Jason Davis, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The Cooligans!